what's up? You want to fight? Let's get into it. You want to tussle? No, I think if we ever, if I was ever in a fight, you'd be that you'd be my trainer in the back, rubbing my shoulder. Yeah, he's fighting me. Yeah, I'm fighting him. I have dibs on uh, fighting uh, Blake. Jose is such a baby boy; he would never fight me. I'll kill you. <laughs> and you can you can just hear be, his I'll, panic in his voice. I'll be Rock, Rocky's coach. Yeah, Blakey. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat rags. <laughs> I think that would probably be the best. That that's like the perfect. Um, if we did like a Halloween costume together, I'd be Rocky and you'd be <laughs> you'd be his trainer. You kind of look like you've seen Rocky, right? Yeah, Blake has. You kind of look like Polly. I feel like you'd have a very Polly vibe to Blake. <laughs> Great, thanks. Uh, who's Polly? I Polly Rocky's brother. Is oh, his brother-in-law. His brother-in-law. Okay, yeah, brother-in-law. okay. I haven't seen Rocky, so I don't Rocky too. I'd be honored he has, to have you. He has a. Uh, the robot, right? Happy birthday, Bobby. No, ro- that's is Rocky that, Three. Is that Three? Right? I think because yeah, Rocky Two is where he. Uh, oh, where he the actually rematch. wins. Yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty. Well, yeah, it's been a long time. Welcome to dinner with a movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and to my left, as always, Brandon, and Jose to his right or and his left. We uh, we left. got another movie here today. All about family. We've done a couple about family. We got Coco, and I don't know. I think that's it, right? <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> Little Miss Sunshine's all about family. family. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Brandon, you chose this uh, movie. Why did you choose this? Hi, picking me up, putting me on the spot. Um, I saw this movie in theaters when it what? was released. Hey, Brandon, what's yeah. the name of the movie? Oh, oh right. <laughs> the name of the movie is uh, Home for the Holidays. And uh, I saw this movie in the movie theaters whenever it was first released, and I fell in love with it. Um, and every time I watch it, um, it it doesn't get old for mm. me. Uh, I think it's a perfect uh, perfect Thanksgiving movie. Is this a type of movie that you'd watch every year for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Around Thanksgiving time. Or uh, for the longest time, I thought around Thanksgiving I would want... Um, I would want to watch it, right? Um, but I never bought it for the mm. longest time. Are you a sucker for these types of like, because uh, this feels like in a genre of that learn the uh, learn the good of your family and kind of um, the nostalgia that um, the closeness of your relatives can bring at the holiday times. Do you, do you find yourself liking a lot of those types of movies? Only partially. Mm. I think what draws me to this movie uh, most of all is it's, yes, it's about family, um, but it's how a family can actually grow apart and and have separate lives and separate families outside of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, and, I, and I like that. Nice. Do you have any facts for us today, Jose? I have a few faxed. Facts. 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 I don't know what happened to me there. But uh, so Home for the Holiday came out in 1995. Its runtime is an hour 43 minutes. It's directed by Jodie Foster, who most recently has done a couple episodes of Black Mirror, Orange is the New Black, and House of Cards. And the writer is W.D. Richter, who also wrote Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, wow. Who's the DP there? Do you got that on that list? I did not. I forgot again. Oh, come on, man. 
<laughs> You're supposed to be the DP person. Yeah, but <clears throat> Jose's the uh, he's the fact 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 I'll, I'll, guy. I'll look it up next time because this movie has some interesting. This movie is based on a short, uh, a short book, short, right? Short book, yeah, yeah. It was it like a was it made around the nineties or was it like a really old book? I don't know about the book. I I should probably see if I can get it and read it. Yeah, uh, and maybe would, it's it in the be nice interesting. Same vein. It would be interesting to to read the book and see how it how it compares to the movie. Yeah, cinematography was by uh, Lahos Koltai. Lahos okay. Koltai. Um, and a quick IMDb shows that he also shot The Legend of 1900 and Melena, Fateless and Evening. I have no idea what these are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, um, that guy did it. Huh. <laughs> well, right. it's interesting I, I choices. Think it, I think it shot very well, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it, DP did a really good job. I'm surprised... Uh, I'm surprised this movie wasn't as popular. Um, it barely made back its budget. I remember yeah. looking. I think its budget was twenty million, and it made twenty one at the box office. Which means it didn't make back its budget because oh, I don't think oh, that yeah, includes you have advertising. advertising and right, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah. is interesting because I, I know my my mom had seen this movie a couple of times, but I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, so it was, and it's it's got a great cast. Yeah, I'd never heard of this movie either. Yeah. This is the first for me. Mm-hmm. A good cast. And uh, what was our meal today? Whoever wants to answer. We had a lot of food today. Lots of food. Yeah, yeah we had uh, turkey sandwiches provided by Brandon. And mashed, then mashed potatoes and gravy. Also provided by Brandon. And then eggnog provided by Blake. And orange, orange juice. juice. Orange juice. Yeah, and we combined the orange juice and the eggnog. And it makes kind of like an orange cream. Yeah, it's a it, it it's was a actually poor man's really good. orange Julius. Yeah, 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 Brandon. So you actually liked it? I did. I I really liked them All right. both together. I'm I gonna, didn't expect that. I'm going to have that at every family function from now on. <laughs> <laughs> orange juice and eggnog. It's going to be the thing where you show yeah. everyone like, no, trust me, it's actually like really good. Yeah, it's called dinner with a movie drink. <laughs> That's what we sell it as. <laughs> I really don't like orange juice. I it's too. It's As- too acidic. acidic for me. Do you like yeah. oranges? Or? I love oranges. I hate orange juice. It's too concentrated. It makes me um, phlegmy like it is right now. And I really don't like orange juice. But I mm. love eggnog. I'm fucking dying again. <laughs> From- I think it's all of it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's the gravy I and the orange it- juice. Yeah, and I think the it's a combination. Eggnog. You wouldn't take a break? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the same thing. I think it- I don't know. You'll have to listen to the Brandon end to see. Brandon is massaging his survive. nipple right my, now. My, th- <laughs> I'm old, but my nipples don't hang down that far. <laughs> um, uh, I think in my gallbladder or something. Jeez, I mean, I, I need to start exercising. I haven't exercised. <laughs> I haven't exercised this semester because I've been so busy. Um, I I I used to walk at least three miles a day. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have not been doing that. Um, and and it shows. Well, I think regardless of exercise, eating a bunch of and this was a hearty meal. This was like a comfort, like pass out on the couch meal. <laughs> this just, is not a recorded hour long right, podcast after meal, right? Like I might uh, just fall asleep in the middle, and you guys will have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all fall asleep, yeah. and there'll be like four hours of just dead air. <laughs> well, Blake knows how loudly I snore, so it'll oh, just be an God. hour of me snoring. You snore? A, you snore really? Oh, I have some of the worst snoring. 
I multiple friends have told me I have some of the worst snoring they've ever heard. Yeah, I, I there was this one video I took in our old dorm <laughs> where I walked in from class and he's on the couch in the in the living room and he is just snoring like crazy and I played like and you were listening to movie scores. I was listening to the Superman movie score. <laughs> and so I took my phone and as the as the main theme is is getting it to its climax, I'm moving my phone around like Superman swooping around, zooming in on Jose's face as he's snoring, and it's da 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 I've had one friend tell me that I was sleeping on his couch. He thought that his garbage disposal was running in the middle of the night because of my snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a light sleeper. If I snore, just like you'll wake yourself I'll wake up. Myself up. Oh, yeah. Would you ever be able to sleep in the same room as Jose? Then probably not. Blake slept in the tent with me. You, I didn't get that. a lot of sleep that night. No, I didn't get a lot. Of sleep. No. I hit you a lot. Was that the night that we decided to just leave, like go back to town? Yeah, no, that, that was, was. The, that was the second night. Uh, I've been doing that a lot recently. Well, not back to town, but just like sleeping in the car. Oh. It's like a little too cold out in the tent. So we just hop in the car and go. I know you don't like camping, Brandon. No. Hmm. No. Why why go out and sleep in a tent in a sleeping bag when within driving distance there's a perfectly good hotel? It's cozy. <laughs> and you don't have to pay. It's not the, cozy. The stars, a hotel Brandon, room is cozy. If you bring a bunch of pillows and a bunch of blankies. You can bring a bunch of pillows and a bunch of blankies, sit out there, watch the stars until they get boring, and then drive to your hotel room. Shut up. Let's talk about some stupid family. <laughs> some stupid family called the Larsons. Yes. Notice I know their last names. You do. I'm you don't know any of their I, first I don't know names. Any of their names. Um, okay, I'll go through the names. I'll go through all the names, all right? Quiz me here. So right. the main person. <laughs> her name is. Hold on. Hold on. Her daughter is Kit. Kit. Yes. She's um, barely in the movie yet. Why do you I know, right? I know, right? Because they <laughs> call her about it because she's Claire Dane. They call her <laughs> kit, kitten, kitten, kitty, kitty. Um, oh, uh, Tommy calls her Clyde. Uh, uh, Claudia. Claudia. Claudia, Clyde, Tommy. Uh, well, Clyde and Claudia are the same person. <laughs> Clyde, Clyde <laughs> and Claudia are the same person. <laughs> Tommy, Leo, um, Adele, Henry, um, Joanna. Joanne. Joanne. I can't remember what her husband's name is. Um, uh, the what, two stupid what's children. Your, what's your daughter's name? Uh, oh, Joanne's daughter? Yeah. I don't know her name. I Brit- don't know. I just Brittany. wanted to punch her in the face the whole movie. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> Brittany. And the little boy's name is Walter Jr. Oh, really? Okay. What a pretentious fuck. Right? I'm oh, who, Walter? Oh, no. Just I, I'm just making a joke. I'm Jose Jr. So. <laughs> 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 and then there's, there's a... a is it Gladdy? Gladys? Aunt it's Gladdy. not Gladys. It's Gladdy. Aunt, Aunt oh, Gladdy. Gladdy. Yeah, Aunt Gladdy. Yeah, it's a great family. It's a wonderful family. It is a, a great family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, do you want to give us a short uh, synopsis? I did that last week. Just, so, you, you recommended the movie. You might as well do it. So A Claudia, lady, a painter who uses a yoke. She takes a <laughs> yoke and she paints. Oh my good. You're going to do scene by scene rundown? <laughs> She's fired. You Her daughter to, wants to have sex. You forgot to mention that it's uh, egg productions at the same time that they're right, cracking that the egg. That is really yeah. good. That mm-hmm. it, Yeah, yeah. Egg yolk productions or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. Perfect. Yeah. All right, so see, her daughter's going to I like have- the swirling water, the shots of the yeah. light underneath the the glasses of of water and then cleaning the brushes in them and it's swirling around. It's a really nice, it's a yeah. really pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah. It's a long opening sequence of just the painting and stuff. And that's so interesting. I didn't know that that's the process that they would go through for restoring paintings and stuff like that. Um, I know, I know the egg, I, I know the egg is used. Um, it's called something. Is that just something I'm not to keep art, things together? I'm not an art person, but no, they use the egg and then they put pigment in it. Mm. And that makes the, makes the paint that they use. Why not just use regular paint? Um, it's different. It's different. Mm. It's a different um, style. It's a different type. So it's like related to the how old that painting is and yeah. how they painted it. At the yeah. Time. Whenever they restore paintings like that, they restore them using their original, um, how they would have been produced originally. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so she goes to her family for Thanksgiving and is joined by her brother and sister uh, to her parents' house. And... Uh, it's it's a wacky holiday movie where um, she has to learn to love herself again as uh, her uh, family's uh, shenanigans go on and she falls in love. And by the end of the movie, uh, they fall back in love and then she goes back on them, uh, the plane and she goes back to the movie. And that's uh, a lot of back, there's a lot of backs in there. Was, you know, pretty soon you're going to go back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd I do? All right. Uh, oh, you're great. You're wonderful. As thank always. you very much. Blake, yeah. what did you okay, think of the movie? podcast? That's all. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, I, I, for some reason, there's this thing in my brain where anything made like before 2000 that has like a 90s vibe, it, I almost fall asleep to just for the fact that it looks like a little old. Um, and I know that's purely in like my mind cause it doesn't feel like flashy. It doesn't feel like new in a way. Um, so there's some moments in this where I was like, had to catch myself like, okay, here we go. We're in a nineties film. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, I particularly like, um, a lot of the, um, usage of, really pulling in uh, the nostalgic feels with like a Nat King Cole song playing in the background with very emotional family moments going on. Um, that stuff really, really got me by the end, especially the ending sequence. Yeah. And Rob Downey Jr., I think uh, as high on heroin as he may have been, he really brought, he brought a lot. Yeah. To I this think movie. it was heroin and cocaine mm. both. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, he's he admitted to that in um, recently in the David Letterman thing um, on Netflix. Mm. Um, yeah, that he was he was using during the making of this movie. I mean, I think it was always known, but he had a problem. He had a big problem. Yeah, I know he's he's talked about that a lot, right? Yeah, he won't. I I don't think he talks about it. He won't answer the question if it's not if it's an interview and he didn't ag- agree to talk about it beforehand. Mm. Why would you keep wanting to drum it up? Right. Though? But I mean, people, you know how reporters are sometimes. Pe- and they people just wanna, change and yeah. they move on. And yeah. he was young. He was very young in this movie. Um, but his he he is he is almost over the top sometimes. Yeah. I there there are parts of this movie where I think you know what they they really had to cut out a lot of him. I think at one point they told him to ju- that he could improvise. I think that was a, a a selling point that Jodie Foster gave him is that you can you can improvise a lot of this stuff, 
And you can tell that he's just riffing. He's just going on <laughs> adrenaline. He's very quippy in this movie. Yeah. Like he just goes for it and he's just, he doesn't, he's not talking like people talk. He's, you're right. He's, he's just riffing and he, he does it so well. You kind of get past the fact that nobody talks like he does. Yeah. But yeah, he brings a lot of energy to the movie. Yeah. I think, um, up until the point where he comes in, I, I do think he, he brings in, uh, a much needed, oh shit, a much needed um, little shock of energy to it, I think, um, because once he kind of does the th- the the moment that this movie really shines for me is the entire dinner scene oh, yeah. um, is just so hectic and so full of energy, and I think um, he he's he is like the lovable character to me in this one, and um, I think he's I think he's funny. I think he's smart i yeah i like i like his character a lot in this yeah. I, I don't know about taking pictures under uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah that shirt. was in my notes you go in in the middle of the night <laughs> while your sister was in bed would you bring your friend upstairs with you yeah and make him wait in the hall well, I don't. I don't know if he made him wait in the hall, but but Leo did wait in the hall, and go in, sneak into your sister's bedroom, <laughs> and pull down the sheets and start snapping pictures of her. He even lifts up her shirt and takes a picture yeah. up her shirt. Yeah, um, yeah, and then and then later on, and and she her reaction was was excitement to see him. Yeah, you know, um, and she tackles him to the floor, but. Uh, She's laughing while while she's doing it, so you don't think that the character's too uh, offended by it. it. It seems like he does this shit frequently, and instead of he it, does take a picture of her well, naked he, in the shower right. as well. And not right. only you really get like how his uh, how constant his antics might be. When they introduce uh, Joanne and Walter, and they're just waiting in the <laughs> and they're car, just in the car, and they're like, "Just give me a second. <laughs> Walter says, "You didn't tell me he would be here." And right? She's like, "That's his car." I didn't prepare myself. I didn't prepare myself. <laughs> uh-huh. I just need a couple of minutes to prepare myself. And then Brittany's in the back seat, seat, and she says, uh, "Mom, the gravy's leaking." Um, and she turns around and she goes. It's better not ruin my dress or, and Walter turns around, you'll sue us. Or you'll- <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Tommy comes in, guns blazing, doing whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to get to them. So first thing you said to him, where have you been? We ate already. And, and Walter starts to have a meltdown uh-huh. over it. It's like neither of them know how to... Uh, He's it, a troll. It would seem oh, yeah. to me and that if don't... you had uh, someone like that in your family that was con- constantly trolling or constantly constantly fucking with people, that you would be used to it. and You would not listen to it and not react to it because that's what they thrive off of. I don't know if they mentioned it. Is he older than her or is she or is he the youngest sibling? I think he's the youngest because in the, I know Claudia is the Claudia's oldest. Claudia is the oldest. Because in the flashbacks, he's way smaller. He's smaller. Than, okay, so he's the youngest, yeah. and then she's the middle child, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I, I I would agree with you, that Brandon. But Walter is so up his own ass. I don't oh, think yeah. he could even stop Cash to recognize is king. <laughs> <laughs> and what is he? There's like one phrase he keeps saying to be like like it's about time to uh, what. Uh, 
He's saying where he's saying we need to have some banks that do some quality loan loan business nowadays. We need to get back to the basics or whatever yeah. he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back to the fundamentals of banking and yeah, yeah, he's he's just He's he would never no. be able to recognize. Maybe I need to uh, check myself here for a second before I give this guy the fuel that he does so desperately wants right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very easy to, and it's perfect for Joanne because they're both very easy to set off. And, very, it's like yeah. they feed off of each other, mm-hmm. and at times, like she is getting to the limit, and he pulls her back, like after the turkey incident. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I uh I don't know why they stay after that. If if your brother flipped a turkey off of the table and into your lap and then your sister and your brother's friend pick up the turkey off of you and then drip all of the insides oh, all over your head. That was that was <laughs> just way to too throw far. it on the this, floor. This um, movie is so likable and infuriating at the same time <laughs> watching what the, how the characters interact with each other and it, and that's the point right that's that's why it's made that way deliberately it's family right you want to feel that frustration with everybody and i i don't know yeah the turkey's way too far but it's, it's just fucked. like it's so fucked <laughs> joanne doesn't even deserve well no she deserves okay. that yeah oh yeah, yeah. She, she deserves that uh, yeah. i'd rather see britney get dumped <laughs> she, oh god Brittany. um she does deserve it especially what happens after yes she completely deserves it mm-hmm. um which is which is just sad well she's so focused on have did you not think that people talk people talk in this town and and you embarrassed like, me i had friends that live in boston right so like just ask them did you did you only think about yourself when it's like all she is doing is What's thinking it? about herself. Yeah. Through the entire movie. Mm-hmm. That's all she considers. That's all she thinks about. And she never really gets any any um saving grace. I, I there's only no. one moment at the end where she like stops on her step machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But even then, like she's still just then as she awful goes as back she was. and she sucks it up and she goes mm-hmm. back. Yeah. I mean, she could have very easily have chased after Claudia at that point. Um Claudia herself on the line. It's like we're you don't have to like me, we're family, and her reaction of if I saw you on the street and you gave me your phone number, I'd throw it away. I mean, that's what she tells her sister. Mm. Like, I I don't want to be. I wouldn't want to. I don't want to be friends with you. Um, and that's that's kind of harsh. To me, that's really harsh. Yeah, that's beyond harsh. That's not um, just like. I don't want to talk to you right now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to know you. Yeah. And, and they give her several options to um, participate with the family. And everything is so about her that she can't see the family. Mm. She brings her own Turkey. She doesn't right, she want does. to participate in the she meal her that her mom's turkey. already prepared. She brings, she brings her, own her own food. Turkey. She brings her own stuffing. She brings her own sweet potatoes. And gravy. And it doesn't allow her kid to eat the the turkey leg from the... From her mom's, her mom's turkey. From her mother's turkey. Mm-hmm. Right. No, you're having um, nice white lean meat from Mars. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I don't mm. get that. If you want your turkey so bad... 
then come over to your mom's house and help her cook fucking dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, that, it, that's that self-centered, like, okay, we'll have dinner at your house, but I'm bringing all of my own food. That's such a stuck-up bitch thing to do. And she's walking around saying to to Claudia, like, I take care of our parents so much. Like, I have to worry exactly what they're doing at every second of the day. But she she wasn't even there any of the days before. Like, she's claiming to do all of this work, yet we see no evidence of her actually supporting her family in that way previously, right? I think it's I think it's unseen. I think it's insane because she right. knows his dad needs to, that her dad needs to take his pills. Mm-hmm. And Claudia's like, what pills? Um, I, but I do think the- she's there, but she's using it as, a, as an excuse to make herself better than her brother and sister because her brother and sister left. They left town. Her she's brother ma- went she's to making Boston, herself a martyr. She's insinuating that her she- life is worse for deciding to stay and take care of her parents. She wants to be the martyr. She wants to put herself on this pedestal, and she is frustrated that Claudia and Tommy don't acknowledge it because they went and did their own thing, and and that's what she's trying to... She's trying to rile her up to acknowledge that she wants someone to tell her that she's putting in more work into the family than they are. And the mother, the mother, even before we meet Joanne... Uh, whenever they're 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 talking about Joanne um, while they're eating um, meatloaf, um, which Claudia doesn't eat because she said, "What's the what's the point in eating raw meat?" And there mom is no says, point. "There is no point," <laughs> um, which is a theme that kind of runs through the movie um, that I like. There is in, no, there, there is, is no, no point. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the mother says. Your your sister Joanne, she's always under my feet. She's she, you know she's a pain in my ass. And um, Claudia says, "Mom, Joanne's a saint." And she said, "That's for the Pope to decide, <laughs> right?" Um, so the mother sees it. It's it's like it felt it it felt to me like watching it again that the mother feels that Joanne is inserting herself into their lives just so she can martyr their, the, martyr herself and and feel better than everybody else. It's a it's a competition of who can be the in the most um agony. And and you see that all over where it's like there's so many people who are like on Facebook, on Instagram, like, I got two hours of sleep today and I'm working the hardest and I'm working the longest and I'm I'm choosing to make my life hell, but I'm acting like I'm superior because of it. It's like the wives of veterans or military personnel claiming they should get discounts too for being wives of (laughs) military and saying we work just as hard or, or mothers saying like, I, I see this post all the time. They should, mothers should be allowed to, to skip to the front of the line at Starbucks because we do that. We work the hardest and we take care of the kids. What do you want to be put on a pedestal? Cause you couldn't keep your legs closed. Like it's this, <laughs> right? it's just like you're taking the wrong things, things, choices that you've made. And you're, you're trying to elevate yourself for these choices. You're, that- you're always at the front of the line. If you use Starbucks app, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right? That, that's what Joanne's doing. That's she, exactly what Joanne is. She Joanne. made choices in her life, and she's blaming everybody else but herself that she made these choices. But what choice... I, I mean, it's it's not even her choices, because it looks like she has a very decent life. Whenever, whenever Claudia goes to her house to take all of her food and her Tupperware back to her, um, they have a very nice house. Um... Brittany's a little shit, but Walter Jr. seems like he's a he's a he's the only normal person in the house. Well, actually. I think it's because Brittany is 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 the one that's connected to Joanne so much. And she's downstairs working out with her. Yeah. And and Walter Jr.'s upstairs. Walter is still like kind of a an ass, but he's not he's not as outwardly blunt about it, I don't think, as Joanne is. Well, I mean uh Leo Leo is playing football in the living room with Walter Jr. And Walter's sitting there and and Walter Jr. throws the ball at Leo. And Leo, it looks like he intentionally misses it. Mm. So it really hits stuff in the house. <laughs> and he goes, do you have to do that in the house? I mean, that was the extent of his correction mm-hmm. of, you know, you guys stop playing this in the house. It was... Do you, do you guys have to do that in here? <laughs> kind of like passively, very not, whiny in a way. Yeah. Because when they were playing football, like he was complaining that he's they so gave the whiny. ball on the wrong count. He's like, Oh, oh yeah, gosh, you were supposed to do <laughs> the, that. The football game he's in like, the you front said of the no house. switching. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. switching. <laughs> That's what started the whole thing. You said no switching. You said no switching. <laughs> I can't. I can't play while he's washing cars. You can't wash cars and and play football. The fact that they leave because of that and not because of the turkey. Billing, <laughs> like the fight that he right. has with with Tommy is what like eventually they leave right right after that scene. Well, that's maybe, what <laughs> it could because he tried to punch over. him, right? Well, well, Tommy did punch Leo right in the face because Leo was trying to get Leo was trying to get uh, Walter off of mm-hmm. Tommy, and then then to- or yeah, and then Tommy throws the punch and and hits Leo right in the nose, and then Tommy gets mad. Because you made me hit my friend. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just silly. I mean, um, it's, it's grown people being children. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I even think, see Claudia say like, I was acting like I was being two. I'm going to go apologize. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that happened at the, um, when everything is revealed at the end of the Thanksgiving dinner, dinner table scene. Um, and her mom storms off. Um, the reason why your mom storms off is because it's revealed by bitch Joanne that Tommy got married and didn't tell anybody about it. Um, Tommy marries his his friend Jack, and this whole time, Claudia has been obsessed with what happened to Jack. Where's Jack? Because um, she's under the impression that Leo's his new new boyfriend. Right. And, um, she doesn't even hear Tommy when Tommy, Tommy tells her you're projecting. There's nothing wrong. I'm okay. Jack's okay. Everything's okay. You're projecting. And then she just completely ignores him. And, and I'm pretty sure Tommy's like, oh yeah, I think he's starting to like you Mm -hmm. or something. He tells her multiple times throughout the movie that Leo's interested in her. And she's just goes over her head every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, he also does. He also does call him like, 
He does call him like pet names throughout. So if she oh, even had like, buns, an, yeah. like yeah. he's like, you're mine. <laughs> yeah. And then he's there's a scene mine. where he carries him on his back when they're at the parade. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 he, she has he reasons. Is, to he think. is messing with her. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. he says it. I think what's funny is that he says it explicitly to her, mm-hmm. and then he jokes around around about like his relationship with him or his friendship with him. And it's also funny how Leo like didn't know that, that he was messing with her about that. Cause at lunch he said, I, I didn't tell her. I forgot to tell her about that. So like him going, he's trying to like win her over this whole time and he has no clue why she's so mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because she thinks that he has replaced Jack mm-hmm. and he even, he, he's even like, Jack, Jack, what's this with Jack? I mean, why is this Jack? Mm-hmm. Why was this Jack so important to you? But does Leo not know Jack? I don't think it, Leo I actually knows Jack. I got the impression that Jack. he thought Jack was like an ex of hers. Yeah. That's yeah. the impression that I got. But that confused me because how would he not know? Because he works with I think Leo. he just started. Yeah. Okay. I think he just started because and he's right taking after, him around to show him right. half his territory. Right after the scene where she gets out of the car... And they're like, her and Leo are walking. He's like, what's your problem with this Jack? Why are you, like, he, his dialogue in that scene makes it sound like he doesn't know who Jack he is He doesn't to know her. who Jack is. But it still yeah. feels odd because they seem so close. Like, him and, him and Leo seem close enough where he would have at least, or, or like, yeah, him and Tommy seem close enough where they would have at least know that he just yeah, got married. Yeah, that. That I don't know. That well, seemed that seemed, know, yeah, that seemed odd to me. No, you're right. It's it kind of it's weird. kind of a missed. Um, there's a little continuity there that mm. that that yeah that made it a little yeah. bit confusing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claudia herself, I think um, she's a very good character. I like in in the very beginning when she was fired, her immediate reaction is to say. <laughs> But, well, other than kiss her boss, it, it is to the, the other two people working, like, you can't fire them. Like, they're... They're, they're young. Mm-hmm. You can't fire them. They're so young. It's a nice way to introduce her, that she cares more about these people than... Well, it starts out with... It starts... Oh, yeah. She's, she's so scatterbrained. Um, he, he tells her, you're getting fired, Claudia. And then, then she says, me? But, but these people have been here less less time than i have i have more seniority over these people and he said well they're going to be gone anyways and she's like you can't fire them (laughs) they've been here since and then yeah and then the the kiss right um which was so weird i was so confused i still don't understand the kiss i believe the kiss is (laughs) you get fired and you kiss your boss (laughs) Was it like a, a subconscious? Was it a trying to save my job right, case right. or what was? No, it? I don't think it was. I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with the job. I think there was a closeness between her and her boss. Um, maybe a friendship between them. And once she got fired and she was down on the ground with him, um, and he was holding her, that something just um told her. Oh, he wants to, he wants to kiss he, me. He does seem like a likable guy, guy. And he does, he does kiss her and he apologizes for it. Like, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Right. But they said he's I didn't so mean to do that. He's like, so he made it sound like it was his yeah, volition. Yeah. yeah. But I think if you watch her face, she's like hugging him and you can see her face change to where she, she just, I, I think it's the, the touch. Um, it's the, uh, it's the situation she was in. 
Um, it seems to me like she's been lonely for quite some time. Um, that, that she was with everyone. Kit's, she was with Kit's dad and they had Kit and then they broke up and she hasn't been with anyone since. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what I got. And Kit is what? 17, 16, 16, 16. Yeah. She says 16. Um, that's, that's a long time to be without someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she's a little fragile, a little frail at that, at that moment and picked up on something that, that wasn't there. And, you know, it was a jolt to her. That's what I've always got from it. Yeah. But it, it, it is very strange. Yeah. It's out of nowhere. For Speaking sure. of, uh, fragile and strange. The lady eating the chicken wings on the plane is, without a doubt, the most infuriating movie scene of my life. I wanted to turn off the movie and text you guys and say, I quit. I can't do this. Why? Po- I was Why? so upset watching this lady eat. And talk and talk, and with, talk with, and with her I mouth full. I was just so mad. And just talk shit about her son. Oh, yeah, constantly. And, a but, moron. But then, like, you don't want to know what a wait, moron that, is. That's the, that's the point of the scene, right? You're, it's, you're traveling during the holidays. You're interacting with people that, that you wouldn't interact with normally that drive you crazy. I just felt the emotion so strongly in that scene. I was like, I, I, I can't watch this. The, uh, the guy that's sitting next to her, like in the aisle seat, he right. was on the phones. And in the car? And in the car. Mm-hmm. So there, he's, he's, in, he's in there three times. And all three times, he's like <laughs> he's not frustrated by his, his, <laughs> his mom on the phone. And then he's sitting and he rolls his eyes at the lady in between them whenever she's, whenever the, the scene first starts and it, it pans into them. Um, he like rolls his eyes like, oh, fuck, I gotta listen to this. And then he looks dead inside in the car. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then once he's in the car, his mom is out of her seatbelt, turned around in the front seat, looking at him. And he's just like, Oh, God. And Claudia's got like the the sweater up to her <laughs> up eyes. To her eyes. <laughs> yeah, because they're in the same position. Mm-hmm. Um, except except her mom is in the back seat doing exactly the same thing to her that he's having done to him. Um, yeah, it's it's like a universal it's frustration, a uni- universal frustration with your your parents. Yeah, and that's what that walk through the airport was about too. It's just seeing. All the interactions between family that are already looking obnoxious and sounding obnoxious. And then in the airplane, seeing that person, it's like, oh, my God, this mom is going to this son right now. And to think of how this conversation is going to go between them, like, it's just like, it's the dread. It's making it so much worse, like imagining when I see my parents, how the family's going to be, Tommy's not going to be there, it's going to be so bad. And the guy on the phone is the old lady next to him says, excuse me, can you t- help me learn how to use this? And he says, I'm sorry, I don't know. And he just turns it's, the, it's the personification of the dread that she's feeling for everything that she's going right. to happen over the next couple of days. Right. She's right. Everybody else is feeling it. And it's. But Adele and Henry don't seem that bad. No, no. They don't. They, they seem really, like really, really nice. See that bad. But Loving I think that's and- part of it, too, is is the dread is not really true. It's, it's not more true. of what you're thinking in your mind. Cause if you, if you compare her getting off of the plane to getting on the plane of how she, cause she walks off, she sees her parents and she's just like, 
oh my god but then at the end she's they're crying as they're letting her go it's it's very much like that expectations versus reality sort of thing well joanne really is an awful human being the family is really great and it's hard to settle those changes and differences thinking that means that something's wrong in the relationship when really it is just different generations having to deal with each other's differences in the right way and right Adele and Henry are very good people. They have, like. they have a yeah. really nice relationship. The scenes of them dancing together mm-hmm. and, you know, she's, she complains about him being at home and not doing anything or not knowing yeah. anything is. And but he does can, too. Right. But you can, despite their like surface level complaints of each other, they're very much still in love with each other. Right. And it, it's nice. It's nice to see that, that, they're loving and caring parents, at least, and as best as they can be. And then, yeah, because especially once they get home, what's his name, Henry, Henry, the dad, when he answers the phone when Jack calls, <laughs> <laughs> they have to force him to answer the phone. Right? He's like, but what if it's one of your bingo buddies? Or- <laughs> but that's that's a nice scene because mm-hmm. the whole movie there's an uncertainty about how they feel towards Tommy. Or not towards Tommy, about... Um, about Jack. About Jack and Tommy's relationship. Mm-hmm. And so there's an uncertainty. It's a nice scene that they... that Nice moment that Henry has... With Jack. With Jack and with Tommy. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I, he, he kind of caresses his face when mm-hmm. he hands him the phone. That was yeah. a really nice moment, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he tells, tells Jack, you know, um, you're a good kid. Congratulations. He says, I, I think, I, think I, mean, I mean this. <laughs> um, congratulations. You're a good kid. Um, you deserve, you deserve better. better. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then he rubs Tommy's face. Like he's, he's a joker. That's where Tommy gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at, in the dinner scene, he, he's giving Walter Jr. wings. Um, because he used to work at the airport. Mm-hmm. He used to be, um, a maintenance person at the airport and he's giving Walter Jr. wings and Walter's and Walter Jr. says, I already have a ton of these. And he goes, well, then why aren't you wearing them? You little ingrate. <laughs> and, and, um, and Claudia says, dad, don't. And he goes, don't what? And she goes, he goes, he, oh, he says, he says, it's just a joke. He knows it's just a joke. And she goes, yeah, but Joanne doesn't. <laughs> Um, so that's where, that's where I I feel like they get their humor from. Mm. They get that, that kind of wacky, like, um, backhanded humor from that you see so much in Tommy. He's such a jolly guy. Like I, I just Mm. love his whole personality, like right from the start. And when, when, uh, when Adele is on the phone and (laughs) This is right after Claudia tells Adele that she got fired and Adele answers the phone and says like, no, I don't know. I'm consulting directory. directory. (laughs) And and as she says that Henry passes and says, it's so dry in here. My socks are sticking to my pants and just walks past screen and walks away. Like he is introduced so well. And then, then all of the, um, more, um, more meaningful moments later where it's, it's much more touching between Claudia and him and, and him and, and Jack, he's, he, he has that capability of being the funny guy, but also being the, the very, um, uh, I don't know the word, but 
He's a like very, a, he's a sweet figure. and caring father. Mm-hmm. You, you can tell he's a sweet and caring father that he cares about all of his kids, and you can tell it feels like Joanne gets the shit into the stick um, as far as that goes, especially in the turkey scene. Um, he says, "I got, I got. Oh, I know how you feel. I got some on my tie, yeah. <laughs> and she, you don't know how I feel." Um, but. But he's 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 making fun of the entire situation. He thinks it's funny as hell. Well, him um, and Tommy rile each other up. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, and I think Joanne is just wound up so tight she can't see the humor in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for her. I really do feel bad for her. Um, it doesn't make me like her anymore. Um, but I think Leo kind of fits in with that um passively just watching everything happen and at the table he he instigates the cash is king kind of argument and gets walter going mm-hmm. by by saying uh what what do you what do you really mean by that cash is king um and then joanne interjects and walter shuts her down you know I uh, I feel like his connection, he, he's connecting more and more with Claudia as the movie goes by, movie goes on. Walter? Um, that that um, Leo is. Um, by fitting in, um, Tommy and Claudia have this, this sibling relationship that um, goes... It's it's more like a friendship than a than a sibling relationship. Um, they talk to each other. They're like buddies with each other. She understands him. He understands her. Um, and Joanne's not part of that. And I think Leo fits into that uh, very well. He gets he gets Tommy. Um, he's there. It's revealed because Tommy shows him a picture of Claudia and she's asking him, is it, it, was I naked? Which, which goes back to the shower scene, but he would have had that a naked picture of Claudia before he took a naked picture of Claudia in the shower. How so many he does has he have? fucking done it. How many does he? little pervert. <laughs> and he just keeps them and shows them to his work friends. Yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, this is my sister. Are you interested? <laughs> yeah, trying, she's, to, she's, trying to get Claudia laid. She's been lonely for 16 years. What do you, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. I want to say, Holly Hunter is so smoking in this movie. I didn't think yeah? she could ever get me going as much as she did. First, Mrs. Incredible. Gets me going, <laughs> and now real life back Holly in Hunter 19, back in 1995. Ooh, Holly Hunter, come on, girl! <laughs> oh, without a doubt, Blake. Yeah, without no, a doubt. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I though, that that black outfit she had gets me going. It's a shame that Russell didn't get. <laughs> what? Oh, Russell! Russell's Poor so Russell! Sad. Russell! <laughs> What was his last day? Russell Zagmick or something like that? Yeah, something. Sad seed was... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that was was set up by the mom. 
Right, right. She called and said something was wrong with the furnace to get him over there so she could get him and Claudia talking. And Claudia's like, uh, t- tells Tommy, I, I crushed him when I was younger. Um, and he seems like such a nice guy. I feel bad for him. Um, but all of these horrible things have happened to him. He said, Oh, I don't have anyone for the holidays. Both my parents are gone. They were hit, hit, uh, uh, drunk by a drunk driver and they both passed away. And she goes, well, didn't you have a, a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, she ran off and got married to my best friend. Like, like his you whole- t- You hear Tommy just this, go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this over the top, just like horrible, everything horrible, that everything. This guy. Right. It's a country western song. This guy's life is a country western song. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, my dog died last week and my truck broke down. Yeah. Yeah, they call him Sad Sack Terziak. <laughs> Terziak, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what Tommy calls him. Oh, and it, it's so interesting. Sad. It's interesting to see because um, Brandon, you talked about how this is all about kind of growing apart over time and and changing. And and they mentioned several times in the movie, we were growing up, we're growing up. And well, um, well, he he turns around and and whenever he's leaving, he tells Claudia, "You have a good life, Claudia." It's not like like he's saying goodbye, like have a good life, right? He says, his exact words are, you have a good life, Claudia, right? Like your life isn't so bad. Enjoy it. Oh, really? I took it as... That's, 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 oh. how, it's, that's okay. how it is. Because <clears throat> yeah. I totally thought you it was have, like bye-bye. No, because that's have a good life. Right. Not you have a good life. There's, that, they mean two different, t- totally different things. Right, you have you you have a good life, Blake. Are you not going to see me again? What's up? No, you <laughs> you actually have a good life, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I do. Uh, and I not think, to brag, but I think that is I think that is um, she does she does have a good life, right? All of them have a good life. Compared to Sad Sack, what's his sad name? Sad Sack Terziak. Sad Sack Terziak. Um, they do have a really good life mm-hmm. because they could have no one. I think maybe what I would have liked to see, and, and this is perfectly length the movie. I don't think it should have been any longer. Um, but it's interesting how they chose to show the homecoming queen show up and have a conversation with her um, about, oh, you're divorced, right? Oh, and, and all yeah. that. Maybe because I think it's interesting to see her relationship to this town. Um, she mentions like, oh, no, I'm not staying here anymore, which makes me think that there's something about this town that is a little pathetic to stay at. It's kind of like a lot of these visiting home movies have a go to the public watering hole, like a bar or something. Right. right? The night I would before, have liked to have seen something like that. That's where you run into the homecoming queen mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what are you up to? And then. Yeah, your life is always less lavish than the mm-hmm. neck the person you sat next to in biology or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it is. This, I don't think the movie's missing the scene, but it is something that you see in these types of movies. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's a. I don't think it's affected negatively without it, but I would have liked to have seen maybe something about the town interacting with the siblings or talking about them in a way that would make you think. 
of how they might have been when they like were younger. Like something there. more to the parade um, right, scene right. Mm-hmm. Or, or meeting someone there as it might, well. It might have worked better if she ran into her at the parade. And and maybe like some other people there too or something. R- yeah. Right, maybe like Because that would be a perfect like sequence for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do like how Leo swoops in and uh, oh, yeah. and gets rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, is, that's is a nice your, close. Isn't, your... isn't that endangered? <laughs> she goes, well, it wasn't when I bought it. Well, you did your part there. <laughs> that's a perfect I, I like Leo a lot. See, <laughs> I don't know how I land with Leo. I'm a sucker for the guy who swoops in and <laughs> and does the big romantic act at the end of the movie. Like, it's cheesy and it's tropey. But I'm a sucker for it. I love what I love movies that end like that, where the guy just shows up and yeah. Well, she has this. She has this thing that she does throughout the entire movie, which is not listen to anybody. Yeah, right. Because of, of her being scatterbrained. Right. She doesn't listen to Tommy. She, he Leo tries over and over again to tell him what to tell her what his fantasy is, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. And and his fantasy was just to be with her, just to be with her, not do anything. It, just if say. I heard that, it sounded like I want to wear a diaper and I want you to call me baby. That's what I would have thought if I was in her position and I heard, <laughs> let me tell you my fantasy. <laughs> I think it's better I than think, I want you. It is. It is. <laughs> it's really bad. But I'll be honest, Leo, I like, like toes. Part of, <laughs> part of me liked Leo. Part of me kind of thought he was a little creepy, kind of thought he was a little bit of a dick. In sometimes I don't know, like that that conversation between him and the guy for the coffee. I was like, I get it. I know this is kind of like a this is like a romanticized conversation about it. I thought he was an asshole. You're right. That scene I didn't <laughs> like. His it was this delivery. It's not like okay, oh, you just that don't scene get didn't it. Like work this for is me. Yeah, like Leo in that scene is not Leo in the rest of the movie. At least it, I think. It does feel like it. Yeah. It well, he's feels- like, you don't, you don't fucking get it, kid. You're not in love like I am. Give me coffee, bitch. That's kind of how it felt yeah, to me. Yeah. It felt <laughs> out of place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seemed, it seemed a little out of, out of character for him. Um, um, I think him and Holly Hunter are hot together though. I will say that. But yeah, that seems just like, kid, you don't know women. Give me the coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're hot too. Up until the point where they're eating and kissing. Oh, that was uncomfortable. <laughs> when he puts his finger in his mouth. And oh, I'm yeah. so happy that Tommy goes, was there to break have, it up. You have something. You have something. Hold on. You have something between your teeth. You want me to get it out? Oh, yeah. Get it out. And then she picks it out from his teeth and then he eats it off her finger, which is just even grosser than kissing him with food in your mouth. It's so, ugh, it's so I, I think the flirtatiousness between them was sometimes like, like at the end, I think it was nice, like on the airplane. I think there were some nice moments there, but also stretching it so far to the point where it's like, this is just not how a real person flirts. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, like I would say that's a, Something about the movie that I wasn't the biggest fan. A lot of the movie feels very, not just Tommy, a lot of the movie feels very quippy. And it's all like, there's beats to everything that they have. And and Mm -hmm. conversations in real life are just, it doesn't flow like a natural conversation. A lot of the conversations they have and things like that, like when they're flirting or when when Tommy and and Claudia are talking to each other, they're 
I don't know, there are just things about it that I enjoy the relationship that it builds and it shows, but I, I don't like it sometimes. See, I agree with you that it feels unrealistic and too quippy, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to write this. I think there's plenty of movies where, where the dialogue doesn't sound like real people, but that's kind of the point that it's supposed to sound smarter of these people are supposed to sound more on their feet, more smarter than real people are because that, that oftentimes gets a message across and gets kind of wit across more. And I, I think that worked I, with this movie. I don't know. It kind of took me out of the movie, like just trying to, I don't know. For, I, I, I did enjoy this movie, but that was one of the few complaints I did have. Just, mm. I, I, it, it kind of took me out of it. How? Yeah. How they interacted yeah, with each I'll other. Agree. What what it's they're not... saying is is good, and what and I really like that. It's just how they said it sometimes that I didn't really enjoy. Yeah, and Aunt Gladdy, Aunt Gladdy, she's fucking nuts. Oh, I fuck it. <laughs> That's a nice necklace you got there, Aunt Gladdy. Fruit Loops. <laughs> Did you make that yourself? Um, yeah, she is Fruit Loops. She's complete fruitless symbolism. <laughs> um, yeah, but giving away her lamps because um, if she doesn't give them away, her um, she said that her landlord's going to come in and steal them from her. But she doesn't lock her mm-hmm. front door. Did you guys get the impression that her profession, her her love for Henry is not the first time she's done that? expressed it like yeah like her expression of love to henry i got the the sense that like it's not the first time that she's done it i think new to adele i it's new to adele um but i don't know that it's new to the kids Mm -hmm. well i don't know because they're like oh i want to hear this we should he said no i think we should hear that i think we i think we need to hear this um which which that comes from tommy which, if Tommy knows that Adele doesn't know it, that fits perfectly yeah. with him within his stirring up shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think, uh, yeah, I don't think Adele knew, and but I think that Tommy may have known. I think that um, Claudia may have known, and I and I definitely think that Joanne knows because Joanne's the one who tries to shut it down, right? Right, right. I think that could also just be as much as this crazy woman's talking. Let's not have her say any more words. Yeah, but who's going to shut up their sweet aunt like that? Joanne would. Uh, jo- <laughs> yeah, she's a bitch. Brittany definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she would pull up when Brittany answers the phone and she says, hello, guess who this is? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Brittany's, it's Brittany, a bitch. <laughs> step ball chain step ball chain step ball chain, step ball chain. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh aunt Gladdy is just fantastic i think i think she's she's i think she's just perfect from the fart right at the start yeah from right at the start <laughs> how many plants do you have Aunt Gladdy? 200 and she says like 200 and something uh she has nothing. She's a retired Latin teacher. She's mm-hmm. never. It, it seems like she's never been married. Um, because her real true love was Henry, and her sister married him, and that was the end of her love life. I think that's. Um, 
I think it's directly representative of Claudia, how um, she got pregnant young and had Kit and never, uh, never looked for love herself again. So she's on her way. She's on her way to becoming it. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. I, I, and, and I see that. I, I completely see that. I thought that was really sweet speech at the, while it is the way she's saying it is nuts. But the, the one line where she says like, that's why I was so happy for Adele is because like, she's getting the happiness that he was giving me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because all of my dreams came true for her. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is so sweet. Mm -hmm. And she's telling it to the, the children at the table. Whenever she's talking, she's talking to Mm -hmm. Brittany, she's talking directly to Brittany and to, to Walter jr. When she's saying that. And then she turns Mm -hmm. to Leah and says, I was Latin teacher. <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's gone. completely, yeah. yeah, it's completely gone. The entire conversation's gone from my head now. Um, so I can bring it up later whenever I get enough wine in me. Uh, what does she tell Tommy? Uh, Ooh, I like this stuff. It's sweet. Not like that dry stuff you gave me before. Um, not like that dry stuff you sent me. Um, and she's taking the, the stuffing out of the, out of the celery and putting in a bowl and the cat's eating it. And then she's eating the celery. <laughs> I didn't catch, I didn't even catch that. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's taking out the, just the celery. Yeah. Also, like, her, there's so her many little things. the, uh, key lime, key lime pie, pie with, with the, M&Ms. the M&Ms to Henry because she loves it. But she's like, here, it's your favorite. Yeah, I made it's it. your favorite. Right. I mean, it's such a, yeah. She, she comes in it's the door. The first thing, thing yeah. she says is it, where's Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I love Henry's reaction when Adele's like is this true did you kiss her and he's just a little just a little, bit. Yeah, just a little bit <laughs> and then the, and she the plants one on him again yeah yeah she gives a full on smooch uh, and in the flashback you could see it really was just a tiny kiss it was just like a little oh. yeah something completely innocent um, Christmas I'm with my sister-in-law and I love you sister-in-law like mm-hmm. Peck we haven't talked about that. I love the videos at the end. Oh, the ending. So good. It was such a... Because this whole the whole time, they're, her and Kit are talking about the snorkeling, right? Mm-hmm. And Just float. Right. And so they're talking about these things that the... These things that happen in the movie. Or to them. And the whole movie, I'm like, man, I wish I could have seen this or something. And then it, it's... It's satisfying to me to, that they decided to include it in the to the runtime. Well, it's just like Henry said. I wish I had it on tape. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that's the first thing you see on tape is well, none of those things um, were recorded. Were mm-hmm. recorded. Yeah, but they they look like they were recorded. Right. They're, they're memories. Right. They're mm-hmm. memories, and they're memories of the the specific families. So, so what scenes are there? There's, There's Tommy and Jack getting married. Tommy and Jack getting the married. The scuba scene. Them at the airport, um, on the on the tarmac, on the, the, on the tarmac. The, there's Joanne and, 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 and Walter. There's Joanne and Walter having they, fun with the kids. Right, them being mm-hmm. really happy, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is nice to see. And then the last one we see is Claudia and Leo on the airplane. Yes. So mm-hmm. they're all they're all moments in time, which the dad says 
the the that holding her, holding her and her not being afraid of the airplane just like her dad was the proudest moment that he's that he's ever had and it was 10 seconds tops mm. and he wished he had it on tape it's um, those all of those scenes were so short and so um it's the things that you don't get on tape that make life worth living it's the things that sometimes in the moment you don't exactly it's just a moment but, that's but all whenever it is. you but whenever you remember it it's it's the best moment ever mm-hmm. yeah. right. i i, I it, like that idea the the idea is that you don't pick the moments that stick with you for the rest of your life right he has no idea of knowing that he's taking his family to the tarmac and he's gonna get this memory for the rest of his life about his daughter right nobody knows when these moments are going to occur and it's just acknowledging it that you won't always be able to remember or have a record of everything. It's, I don't know, it brings me down to earth having to think about that, that I have to acknowledge these moments that might occur that I just won't even realize will change my life forever. And I didn't even expect it to any day could have one of those moments. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes the conflict between the families so obvious for them as well as um make the memories so great is the fact that after those moments they have grown up they have changed they'll never have that moment again he'll never be able to have his daughter at that age at that moment in that way ever again and in henry's kind of dinner speech he's talking about like i hate change why why are people changing all these things? Thousand year, thousand year old trees are falling in the forest when they should be like staying up. And it, and it's very much like <laughs> in those moments of the most happy you are, when things change and pull you away from that, you want that back so bad that interacting with the people that have changed that you can see you may never have that again because of how they've become and how you've become makes it more frustrating as a family because as children, we were so good together. And you see that on the Christmas day where um, Joanne and Tommy are jumping around. I think it's Joanne and Tommy. I'm not sure if it's Joanne or not, but they're, they're having a great time as children. And, now it's well. You see all three of them playing in the the water, like the whole street is flooded, right? And right, they're right. like they're like all three of them are playing. Mm-hmm. So you know they had they had something once before. Um, the three of them, mm-hmm. and that's what makes and it Joanne so sad Joanne now. has pulled herself out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not because of Tommy. It's not because of Claudia. It's because of her. Mm-hmm. She has distanced herself in a way. Like and, I mentioned, and the how- mom. Adele actually blames Tommy for keeping mm. them at arm's length. Um, whenever she actually confronts him about, you know, whenever whenever you find it in your heart, uh, whenever you find the time, send me pictures of your of your wedding. Mm-hmm. And he said there are no pictures, which goes back to this. Um, it was a moment that was romantic for him. They took no pictures at all. It was for them. Um, it was a meaningful part of his life, mm-hmm. um, apart from his family. I think the image of the videos perfect way to encapsulate kind of all of the message of this story, as well as just end it off with 
And and I'm so happy we got to see that scuba moment because they talk about it the entire movie. Right. And seeing them find it, like they're holding hands, they have that, they kind of lock eyes and they touch goggles. That's such a sweet, sweet, sweet moment. And I, I'm glad they had that because I wish there was a little bit more. Her and Kit's relationship is so nice. And it's much more of a sister-sister relationship, it feels like, because I think... I think because she had her so young. Exactly. So young and you're on your own, too. You don't really have a someone to be a parent with. So you're there growing up while you're growing up, and you have to have that same relationship. And being so... And it's not exactly that she's cool with it, that she's like, all right, I'm going to go have sex. She said that right but, when she dropped her off at the airport. Which was planned. <laughs> yeah. You could tell it was perfectly planned by yeah. Kit. Like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend and I are, are I'm gonna probably going to have sex. For her to be out of the car and the cops telling me that. So I can get, so I can leave <laughs> and I don't have to hear anything about it. But, but you get this um, sense that she has had this talk with Kit. Like, you're going to, you're going to want to lose your virginity. And when you do, make sure it's the right boy. You talk about it. And she has done all of this stuff. And it's because she had kids so young. She's she's not like calling her a mistake, but she's saying, saying don't, don't, you right, know, think don't about repeat, what you're going to do. Don't right, repeat what I did because it's hard. And you get the sense that Kit's a smart individual and that she has, she, she stepped back and she was like, eh, never mind. He's, Talk, this guy's yeah, sort of a dick. Yeah, yeah. When she's on her phone and he right, just and, keeps and so fucking that, with that's, her. That's nice. It was nice to see that, that to not only for Kit to hear that her words weren't lost on deaf ears, right? Right. It's nice to see that Kit is not only being a parent to her child, but she's being a good parent and, it's, mm. and her attempts are being acknowledged through the decisions of her her child and and that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think Claudia is a, a good mom. I um I think you see that in Kit that um Kit uses her head and doesn't doesn't lead with her heart. I think I think the the previous talks have done their done their work. Mm-hmm. But but Adele tells Tells Claudia, you know, but Kit's not you and you're not me. Um, and that's, that's true. That's, that's another theme of the, the whole thing. Um, the Dear Abby scene in the bedroom when she's talking mm-hmm. about Dear Abby. And, um, that's not the point, right? That's not, what does Dear Abby know about life anyways? Could you explain how you took that scene? Because I didn't get much out of that. I think it was a reflection of her. Mm-hmm. I think she was trying to. I think she was trying to say something to. To Claudia. That. She's this, trying to teach her person, a lesson that she learned too late. Is the. Don't. I take it as. She's trying to tell Claudia what. Exactly she feels like she's obviously the mom in the dear Abby thing. She doesn't want Claudia to think that anything's wrong with her. I think, um, whenever you, you start to understand that Joanne is kind of inserting herself into their lives and um, using them t- for her martyrdom. Uh, I think she may be reaching out at that moment. And then whenever Claudia said, well, what does, what, what did Abby say? 
and and she says what Abby says, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what dear Abby says. What does she know anyways? Um, that maybe in that instance, dear Abby got it wrong from her perspective. Uh, that's what I get out of it. Mm. Um, I think it's a, it's a scene where, because you don't really have them, you have them connect a couple of times, but not really like, Claudia connects with Henry. Uh, Claudia has a really heart to heart with Henry at the end. Mm-hmm. And Henry tells her, you know, uh, about everything we've talked about. Um, don't miss those, those small moments. Don't, um, don't close yourself off. When you close yourself off, you don't have those people anymore. You don't have those moments anymore. And, and that's carried over into driving her, driving her to the airport and and Henry singing the very thought of you in the front seat and Adele in the back seat smoking her cigarette and Claudia turns around and says I I I lost him I let him go she's she's having that regret of not um of not working something out with Leo and meeting him later being with Leo uh, and that's that's exactly what they're both trying to tell her. When he had told her that that little girl was fearless, and her thinking, "Well, I just made a decision entirely off of fear, out of fear, out of fear." Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? We're we're so many miles away from each other. What if it doesn't work out? What if all these what ifs? She's, she keeps with the what ifs, what ifs, what if, what if, what if. And not the what if it does work out. And what if it does, right? Mm. She keeps talking herself out of going after something she obviously wants. Mm. Um, she She's afraid of the... She's more concerned about the negatives than the possibility of getting one of these moments, right? Because she doesn't want to be hurt. Right. Because she just had, you know, she just lost her job. She's gone through this somewhat traumatic moment with her daughter <laughs> and just had all this. And these these are all moments also, mm. negative moments in her life, but moments nonetheless that she will remember for, for years to come and that will affect her in how she thinks about life moving forward, right? And so the possibility of doing anything with Leo is the potential of another negative moment. Right, and yeah. ultimately we we see right at the end. That's the point of the having the airplane scene with her and Leo as part of the videos at the end to show that that is a moment, a good moment for her, right? Yeah. And she was afraid of that. Right, but who isn't? Who isn't afraid mm. of it's- risking their safety and their comfort for something that might? Turn out, you don't know how to turn out, right? It's, it's okay to have fear. It's okay to be fearful in your life, but to be ruled by fear and have it, um, completely take over your life. Um, and, and keep you from, from doing things that you do want to do is, I think, a theme that, that runs through Claudia's story. She's been fearful for a long time and she, she now has a chance to, to take a step. And not know if if he's going to get on a plane um, at eleven 
whatever time he said, or um, or if they're going to continue. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to move on to some quotes? Yeah, sure. Ready for Let's some, some quotes. quotes? This movie had a lot of quotes. This yeah. movie had a lot of dialogue. Uh, I got my quote ready for once in my life. Jose Marroquin. So I shall go. Um, there's a lot of quotes in the scene with Henry and Claudia in the cellar. But there's one that I really... Um, of that whole dialogue that they shared. When Henry says, Because all of a sudden, one day you're sitting in a cellar, looking at pictures on a wall, and you think that wasn't me at all. And it's the beginning of his spiel to her, and it's it's uh, back back to this topic of theater talking about the idea of having lived my whole life, and then I look back and I don't even recognize the person that I was, I or just in general the people that we were, being so afraid of making decisions that I would have wanted to have made, do things that I want be the person I wanted to be. The idea of looking back when I've retired and knowing that I was too afraid to make any of these choices and the person that I am now is not who I thought I was going to be is daunting to me. And so, so the fact that the movie touched on it and that Henry felt this emotion that I've felt multiple times in my own life not knowing if the choices I'm making right now will be choices that I look back upon and be happy with. It just resonated with me. And it could go either way. It could go either you're old, you look back, well, you're old and you're, and you're, you feel like you've improved on yourself in every way. And you look back and you see that person is a, is an older version, is, is a younger version of me that is not as, as, full of a person as I've become. Right. Or it could be you have completely fallen off and you look back as a younger person and say, man, that was way better than I am now. And I got that Henry was leaning towards more of that because he's talking about his waistline right, right. and Adele being able to dance with him and put her arms around him. And Adele Adele does um, <laughs> call him fat. Tub, tubby <laughs> and, the entire and, time. And, and then her, her pet name for him is Tubby. <laughs> she calls him that several right, times. And you know, it, it, it's a pet name throughout the movie, but that scene, with that scene, you can tell that it's something that he has thought about, mm-hmm. that he acknowledges mm-hmm. that He's it's not the same person. It's something he's lost. Mm. The ability to have his wife wrap her arms around him and them to dance. And when you see that, you see them in the bowling alley. I don't mm-hmm. think we mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. They, that was oh, a beautiful yeah, that scene. Was the, that was one of the flashbacks mm. at, the, at the end. Has, had, yeah. has the arms around each other. Just, But what's interesting, though, is he's still... He still got the moves, though. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does have got moves. The moves. He's got some moves. I like the yeah. the leg move that he does whenever he holds her out, and then he he brings his leg up like a four <laughs> on the other one. Uh, yeah, that's some. He got some good moves there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a, that's the a music in this movie. Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Talk about the music. So much Jack King Cole. It's it's all um all love songs for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're the perfect type and of songs to invoke emo- like nostalgia with them, I think. And they fit. Mm-hmm. They fit Very in nostalgic every, songs, yeah. Yeah, they fit in every single scene that they're in. Where you got Candy, 
We got Pick Yourself Up. Puppy Love. Puppy Love. Um, it's not unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shaft. When, oh, the theme from when, Shaft, yeah. Yeah, the theme from Shaft <laughs> when Tommy uh, Tommy and Leo arrive. Pull up, right. Um, Man of the house. He looks a little... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's digging the he's pumpkin de- pie. He, he lifts up the pumpkin pie with the, with the knife, and then he puts his finger and scoops out pumpkin from the pumpkin pie. <laughs> that was weird. And then, and then, and then he goes upstairs, and, and, and guilt gets him, and he says, okay, I had some pie. And then she hits him. She elbows him and says, Henry. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, but the the very thought of you at the end mm. um, fits perfectly with the oh, yeah. memories. And Got me the, teary-eyed. Yeah, it's uh, mm. it's just perfect. Mm. Is it the music in here is um, whenever whenever Joanne and Walter show up, he's playing um, the the hymn of the Marines on the keyboard on on his organ. The Marine hymn mm-hmm. from the halls of Montezuma, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to war. Tommy's going to war, <laughs> getting ready to go to war <laughs> with them out in the car because he sees them, and that's right. when he runs out to the car. Right, right. And he yeah. like does the announcement in there, and he's like, "I'm going out. I'm going out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just perfect. Right? Uh, I didn't catch that. A lot of the things are just perfect in this movie. Um, Blake, yeah. what was uh, your quote that you liked? Uh, my quote this week is not meaningful, although there were a lot of meaningful quotes in this. Uh, it's during my favorite scene, which is the long one of the longest scenes, is the whole dinner dinner sequence, which is just incredible, like an amazing feat of editing of just the perfect shots and directing and writing and just the way they're all overlapping. I love overlapping dialogue in any movie. And in and particularly um, the two guys that do like uh, that did Uncut Gems and and Good Time. Just I love it when people are talking over each other and that feeling of chaoticness is just because it's real life. Yeah, right. And you have Walter trying to talk the whole time. And he was like, why is nobody listening? <laughs> Nobody's listening to him at all. So my quote is right after they take the, the turkey and they pour it all over Joanne. And then Brittany just says, well, well, so after Joanne says, you cocksucker. And Brittany says, you ruined my mommy. <laughs> it's just, the, it just shows how overreactive Joanne has raised Brittany to think that that has ruined her mommy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can totally see uh, Joanne's influence on Brittany there. And even um, later, just like, if I talked to mom, if I talked like that, <laughs> well, then she says, well, don't, we'll get your ass upstairs or something. Hey. The sassy goes back to her. She said, stay out of it, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> Step ball change. Step ball change. What's your quote this week, Brandon? Um, I have several to choose from. I think uh, I think my favorite quote is something we didn't talk about. Whenever they go to pick Aunt Addie up or Aunt Gladie up, and they get in the car, and suddenly you hear someone fart. And Leo turns to Claudia and says, was that you? And she, she goes, no. And it goes on Gladdy. And then there's her face shows that she's the one that's farting. <laughs> and she turns to Tommy and she goes, 
how fast can you go, Tommy? <laughs> and Tommy goes, like the wind, honey. <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time <laughs> because it's obvious she just she's just farting she gets in the car and just lets it go she doesn't even try to talk over it she just like she does a second one and then, and then asks the question yeah I, I love when people humor um humor her in this uh in the when when Leo's playing the piano with her and they're just getting so into it with each other. And <laughs> she's feeding him chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And Tommy the whole time is like, this isn't good. This doesn't sound good. You need to stop this. <laughs> you right need to now. stop. You yeah. need to stop right now. <laughs> um, because Gladdy, whenever they get home and she's getting out of the car, um, and she she just opens her legs wide and and he, and Tommy Tommy tells Claudia she flashed me. She flashed me. She goes, Welcome home. <laughs> like like this is common for for Aunt Gladdy to be doing this stuff. Yeah, they're, they're not entirely dismissive of her and it, it's 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 refreshing. Yeah, it's just like humoring her in a way. Um, and, and there's another quote of hers when she gets back home at the end and she says, my safety lights on again, magic, magic. But, but they were fixing it earlier <laughs> before, right before they yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he fell down while he was fixing it. Um, there's two light bulbs changed in this movie. That is, is that a favorite. Symbolic? There is that, that is a favorite, um, of mine because I say that in real life after <laughs> I watch this, like something will happen. I'll go magic. <laughs> <laughs> And nobody knows what I'm talking about except for you guys now. Magic. I, I just say, oh, magic. <laughs> Did you guys have your uh, meme reviews ready? Yes, I have mine ready. All right. Go for it. Blakey Poo, you're up. This is my give this movie two reviews. What the this, fuck? Two, this two meme movie, reviews? No, no. So it's, two, it's one two. meme review. It's one meme review, but two scores. I give this movie one amen and one a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, woman, <laughs> Brittany. Ugh. It's Tiffany was kind of sleeping, watching it with me, and she woke up just at that moment. And when Brittany said "a ah, woman," she said "fuck you, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Who else got their meme review ready? I have mine. Go for it. Uh, my meme review is. One turkey grease covered bitch sister out of one. <laughs> That's all you need to make this movie a real 10 out of 10 is Joanne just getting what she deserves. Yep. Yep. Uh, Even before she really deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> kind of waiting for it to happen. You cocksucker. <laughs> you ruined my mommy. <laughs> uh, mine is 10 out of 10. Families waiting at the gate. When you deboard a plane before 9-11. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Walking yeah, you up to it. Walking to you up to it. Taking a lamp. Taking a lamp uh, yeah, on land as a carry-on. With orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. One of the best um, goodbye scenes, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, he turns to, as, as she leaves, he turns to Adele and says, Look at her. We made her. Mm. That gets me every time. Mm. And right before it's that. It's like the pride. The pride he feels yeah. in, in his daughter. Even though she doesn't have a job. Even though she had a child mm. out of wedlock at a young age. Um, he's proud of her. He's, he's happy that 
<laughs> it seems more happy about her being his daughter than Joanne. <laughs> well, there's a conversation that 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 Adele and 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 um, Claudia have about happiness and her saying, "You're unhappy. You're not happy. You're unhappy." To to like Tommy and them, and and that's that's when Tommy stops her and says says like, "You're crazy. You have bad hair, but I love you." And and it's that that moment of of like even though in your eyes things aren't going as you would want things for us like getting fired getting married and not not telling anyone about it like that um they're still happy in that doesn't mean way. we're not happy right right that doesn't mean we're not happy you can't define it off your own expectations of them and i think and i think right at the end it's like they really don't care about that it's it is just full of pride for their family in that way i love ann bancroft <laughs> i do and I, the, I miss her in the end her. she turns to she turns to him and says i'm crying why am i crying hold my hand tubby hold my hand <laughs> yeah. tubby <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so sweet <laughs> yeah that that send off is so is so is so sweet yeah, yeah. i agree all right brandon you picked the movie what's your uh, rating oh my real rating um I I love this movie. I'm giving it a ten out of 10. ten. Out of ten. Ten out of ten. I give it a ten out of ten. Nice. I know it has some some problems and places, but I can overlook those problems because um I this week I watched this movie three times. Believe it or not, I watched it this oh, morning. Wow. I woke up early this morning and couldn't sleep, so I watched it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it and it it keeps me interested every time, every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love it. I was waiting for a movie that's just one of yours. That's just like I know it's not a perfect movie, but it means so much to you. And yeah, I'm glad that this yeah. is this. You're able to share that with us because this was a very heartwarming film. I think. What's uh, what's your review, Blake? What do you think of it? Um, what's your arbitrary number? My that arbitrary number that movies? I give it. I would. This would be somewhere between an eight and eight and a half. I think. I think it'd be somewhere there. Um. Low to mid eight, I believe. Maybe higher. Eight and a half to nine. <laughs> Somewhere there. <laughs> you know I'm not good with these. I don't know. I don't know what's going Blake on. Blake is never steadfast with his opinion. I don't have to be, okay? <laughs> I liked this movie. Um yeah, I like this movie. It, it was very, it was very meaningful. The music was fantastic, and it made me cry a little bit at the end as well. Both times I watched it, it made me cry. And um, the one thing, I just there's something that it didn't, it didn't hit. There's always like a ten out of ten needs to hit something particular, and you can't explain it. Yeah. Um, this didn't hit that, but I think it's a very good movie. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten. There you go, ba boom, Bada boom, and Jose, um. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I'm not one for family movies like this. Oh, I love family movies. Um, But what I enjoyed about it a lot is that frustration that I felt watching it just epitomized the frustration that I feel sometimes at family gatherings. And so the emotions that evoked for me were... Uh, it was really solid. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. For me, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Excellent. Yeah, eight, this was eight a, out of ten. Good movie. 
Thank you for bringing the solid eight to eight and a half to nine, whatever we choose out of 10 into our lives, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a sucker for holiday family films and this, this hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Right. So I, we're try- I, I don't know that a lot of people consider, like, there's not a whole lot of Thanksgiving themed. Right. Right. It's all, it's like all Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Stupid Christmas yeah. rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This week we're trying something new. The three of us wrote down a 20 movies that we all want to talk about at some point over the next year. Each. 20 each. Movies 20 each. movies each. Yes. We typed them up, printed them out, printed them out put them in a hat and now we're going to pick one and that's what we're talking about next week and i get the honors of (laughs) (laughs) listen listen to the movies listen to blake pick out the piece of paper from the biden harris hat (laughs) not sponsored oh god (laughs) all right here we go the first movie i picked is the sandlot (laughs) <laughs> the Sandlot. <laughs> that was one of mine. Oh, that's right. good. And I'm I can excited. tell you already, this movie's a 10 out of 10 for me. I um, own it, so. <laughs> fantastic. I enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. I picked this movie because it's one of those that if I was staying home from school, I would watch it without a doubt at least once. And it has so much like homey memories for me. Just thinking of making the s'mores just gives me like this intense like vision of just like oh man those s'mores look so fucking good s'more so. what we haven't even had any yet <laughs> <laughs> i think we know what we're making next week then it's gotta be s'mores it's gotta be s'mores <laughs> but yeah super excited to watch this with you guys and talk about it awesome. Alrighty, well thanks guys for listening in thanks to all our I think it's Thanksgiving, so we should be thankful. Absolutely. Thanks to all our friends and family who are, yeah, both of them, yeah. who tune mm-hmm. in and listen to us every week or maybe the week after, whatever you get the chance to. But thank you guys. We're glad let's, you're turning in, tuning let's in. Let's all go around and say 20 things that we're thankful of. Jose, go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the food for next week's going to get cold by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> At least say one thing you're thankful for. What are you thankful for? God damn it, Brandon. I wasn't. I didn't write it down. It's just like what my mom does. And it's a good, it's a good thing to do. Um, You're going to be editing for a while. I I have had um, a slight health scare this last few months. It's not huge. It's just a precautionary thing. And it does remind there are plenty of people who do not have um, the health that I have. So I say I am very, very thankful for not only my health, but the ability to um, go out and decide to just kind of physically do what I would like to do day to day, including this podcast. So I, I, I am very thankful for my health this year. That's what I say. Brandon? I think I'm most thankful for, um, uh, I'm most thankful for my brothers, uh, for, for, for Jay and Jesse, um, and their mom. Uh, I've been able to go to school. Uh, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, and 
they are very supportive. Uh, and I think without their support, I would have probably given up on this school gig a while ago. And I'm graduating uh, next semester, so it's it's special for me. And, and what they have what they have given me the support they've given me, I have a lovely place to live. Um, I I will never be able to repay them for that. And I'm thankful thankful for you guys for inviting me to do this podcast with you. Thank um, you for providing your your it, your home. It really means a lot to me. I, I love I love doing this with you guys. Mm. Yeah. I love it too. I love you guys. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go start a sandlot together. All right, I've never played baseball, so sure. There's a bunch of dirt in the backyard. <laughs> what are you grateful for this year, Jose? Um, I think like most people, 2020 has been difficult emotionally. The things, uh, uh, big and little things people have had to endure, but I'm, uh, I'm thankful for the people who are patient with me. Friends and family. I know I don't always handle things the best, and I have a short fuse sometimes uh and so i'm thankful that people in my life are patient with me when i'm uh difficult and that's hard to find and i and i know a lot of people wish they had that and i'm just i don't think i'd be here right now if i didn't have that and i'm thankful that i get to do this every monday Hmm. it's uh it's truly a highlight of my week every every week it's a good way to start the week yeah it is and look forward to watch movies and be able to take more out of it and know that I'm going to be able to talk about it with, with two very cute boys and have a good time. Three handsome men in a room. What could go wrong? <laughs> We're just missing a baby. <laughs> I'm glad that's not on our list. <laughs> Another Steve Gutenberg movie. <laughs> well, thank you all again so much for, for listening. And, and we'll see you next week with the sand lot. Right, enjoy your holidays, right. everybody. Happy Stay Christmas. Safe. Happy. Happy Thanksgiving. It's always Christmas. It's yeah. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>